Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Harth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 17, Bread and Baja Blast Lines. Maybe Mountain Dew wasn't the best choice. Yeah, carbonated things. Carbonated things. And Sugary also, things. Mountain Dew kind of sucks. I'm just going to throw this out there. You do love Baja Blast, though. That's true. But I feel like at this point, Baja Blast is its own separate thing. Like, it's forked so considerably mm-hmm. from the, the, sort of, the sort of typical Mountain Dew experience uh-huh. that it's its own thing. Yeah. Like, I don't even think of Baja Blast is a Mountain Dew product. I just think of it as Baja Blast. I see. Yeah, I think Baja Blast is terrible. Well, which we means can't there's be more right for all you. the time. That, no, no, no. No, this is the right thing for this relationship because then you get all the Baja Blast. Yes. Yeah, so. All of the rations that I am afforded as an American for, of Baja Blast, yes. I, I give to you. <laughs> all of our wartime rations of Baja Blast, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when we're all standing in the bread line, we'll also be the given Baja, a bottle. The Baja Blast line? Yes, exactly. There will be two lines, one for bread, one for Baja Blast. And I will stand in the bread line and I will gather our bread and you will stand and gather our Baja Blast. Yep. And then I will share my bread with you. Yep. And then because in this fantastical scenario, Mm -hmm. in this sort of like alternate universe, you will also need the caloric intake afforded to you uh, or caloric value afforded to you. I don't know if it's value. There's no value. There's calories. There's Mm -hmm. calories. Yeah. So when you are on. I mean, rot me from the inside calories. If you are on the verge of perishing due to a lack of sustenance, you're going to drink Baja Blast. What a terrible world we've just created. Yeah. I think this sounds like like a really good like alternate universe sort of like, I don't know if it's Cory Doctorow or there's an author that I'm thinking of as a sci-fi author who does a lot of like alternate, like maybe I should be a, an alternate universe sci-fi author, like where Hitler really won the war. Mm-hmm. And then what does America look like from then? Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't a very well-formed idea. I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah, I think there's also one out there that's like what would have happened if... JFK had not been assassinated or something like that. I think that there's like a few of those, like, what if this big moment in history had had been different? Yes. Yeah. And I think there's like historical texts. Like I remember seeing a book when I worked at the bookstore Mm -hmm. where it was more in like the history section where they kind of like analyze like what could have happened under certain circumstances. Maybe I'm making this up. I'm pretty sure this is real. But what I'm thinking of is like a specific series of books where like the Nazis won World War II. And what would things have looked like? What yeah, that's sort theoretically of s- would have played out? Speculative fiction is what I'm thinking of. Speculative fiction. That is the term. Um, so yeah, in this world, Hitler won. Mm-hmm. JFK was not assassinated. Mm-hmm. But they were friends? I don't know. I'm not sure. But Hitler either way, JFK? Well, I guess. either way, it ended with there's a bread line and a Baja Blast line. And that's the world we live in now. And you get to drink yeah. Baja Blast. I'm going to take another sip of my Mountain Dew. 
This is probably one of the more interesting starts yeah, to the show. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So yeah. um, because our listeners are probably on the edge of their seats wondering, how are your balls? Oh, my God. This can't. <laughs> no. This is. I will give you this last one. Okay. Okay. No more from here I'm on out. I'm just saying like, it's fine. Just, it's like there's a little bit of an update. I promise this will not be like a recurring segment. This is not going to be like. The new soul cycle. No, um, this will not be the new soul cycle for us or like the um, farm wisdom <laughs> or riddle me piss. Well, because at a certain point, like uh, the answer will just always be they're fine. Hopefully. Well, yeah, but they're mostly fine. Okay. Moving on. All right. <laughs> I'm just I just wanted, you know, yeah, wanted our listenership to have an update. No, I'm. you know, I, they thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they do. You're welcome, dear listener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did miss you in Soul Cycle today, though, because you are taking some time I, off of the bike. Yeah, doctors recommended. And also, smartly so, because sometimes even walking around is challenging. Yeah, definitely. Just in a way where it's like mostly annoying. Not that there's like pain, yeah. but it's kind of annoying. Definitely. There's I hear some that. annoyance. Yeah. I feel like you and Justin McElroy could probably bond over this right can't could we didn't he have a vasectomy i have no idea i'm pretty sure there was like a whole episode get him on the horn right now dial him up oh he's not available oh i'm sorry it only rang once did he just like did he, he, pick, he picked up did and he, he was screen like, your call he was like hey sorry can't chat right now gotta go and then he oh. hung up well it's nice of him to pick up in the first yeah, place definitely definitely like, he might have been on an airplane I hope his phone wasn't on while he was on an airplane. Just saying, like, technology's crazy nowadays. You know? What is up with this episode? We are super weird today. That's fine. Okay. I think we need to embrace the weird sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a, I mean, that's definitely a, a big part of who we are individually and collectively. I was going to say, like, our, our relationship, by and large, is kind of built on a foundation of weird. Yeah. We're goofs. Goofs. We whether are goofs, nothing to lose. Whether it's random singing. Uh-huh. Or just <laughs> reading, <laughs> reading things that we see out loud. Yeah. In like weird accents. Yes, or jingling. Uh, or jingling. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday was the day of jingling. Yes. We're... <laughs> We found out that I'm a, a professional jingler. You could be a professional jingler. That's true. And yeah. a professional TED talker. So professional TED talker and professional jingler. Mm-hmm. So I have a really good like backup plan just in case my current career fails me. Or you want to change. Or I fail at my current career. It'd be really weird if it was the other way around. Would it? I don't know. I've noticed a, a significant amount of vocal fry in me today. And I'm trying to understand if this is something that is typical or if this is new. But I notice I'm sitting very low on my voice. That was a wackadoo transition. I don't know where that came from. I, it, was, it came from the fact that I heard myself talk and then I yeah. thought the words. Okay. And then the, from thinking the words, I, my brain sent them to my mouth. Have you ever thought really quickly... I had this strange thought in the shower, which is probably the most appropriate oh, place shower for this. Thoughts. No, okay. no, no, but All like right. I think about this from time to time. But uh-huh. you know what's fucking weird? What? Moving any appendage or anything in your body, mm-hmm. like your eyes. Yeah. 
Expand on that a little bit. Think about this. You can, like, your whole thing, your whole business Mm -hmm. is just a collection of bones wrapped in muscle, wrapped in skin. And, like, there's some tendons and stuff in there. And nerve endings. Right, sure. So, like, there's blood vessels. Okay. I'm trying to simplify this. Okay. So, you're really just like a scary skeleton creature Mm -hmm. that is able to move its stuff without think without thinking about it yes it like think about that though okay but like if you want i'm not high right now i want you to think about this where you even just like curl your finger mm-hmm. definitely that's yeah. just like your brain telling some some of your very specific muscles to constrict in a way mm-hmm. that moves just that finger. Yeah. And the same thing with your, like, looking around with yeah. your eyes and talking words into a microphone. Yeah. It's just baffling the things that we're able to do without actually, like, consciously thinking about them. Because when I go to, like, pick up my can of Mountain Dew, I'm not thinking, like, all right, I need to put a lot of effort into moving my hand over here mm-hmm. and wrapping it around this can of Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And drinking. Yeah. So so we went out to dinner with your family on Friday, a couple days ago. And the two newest additions to your family mm-hmm. are your nieces. Yes. Juliana and Sabrina. Yes. And when you watch them move, there is a significant level of intention there mm-hmm. because that level of specificity is being like those neural pathways are being built right speech articulation not only with like your articulators in your mouth but like you know specific movements within like your extremities yeah motor skills yeah your fine fine motor movements we have decades on them of practice yes to the point where like i even saw and i mentioned like a few weeks ago i was walking home from the grocery store and i saw this little girl who may have been like five years old run into a park and like trip over a gap in the sidewalk and she just ate shit (laughs) and she was so (laughs) upset because like because like she fell on her hands and like you know that burning sensation of like yeah sidewalk and gravel cement scraping up your hands hands. it's terrible and i like and it made me think like when was the last time like i tripped and fell like that Mm mm-hmm Used and to it's happen been all the goddamn time, and it used to happen all the time when yeah. we were kids, and it just doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah, um, and it's just because we have so many, th- like thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of practice. Yes, to the point where it does feel second nature. It does feel very natural. It feels very intuitive. Yep. Um, but like you throw a human being into something new, like public speaking, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you notice people's. Like ticks. Yeah. Their tells that they're nervous. They are like not aware that they're swaying back and forth or that yep. they're like grabbing at their clothes or that they're doing like these things. Drinking a bottle of water mm-hmm. repeatedly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, totally. Every <laughs> every time you ask a question, then drinking a bottle of water. Um, like people do those things because they are not as adept. That's, I think it's that's my nervous tick, by the way. Mm-hmm, that the wasn't drinking just a, a bottle random of water. reference. Yeah, no, that's Keenan's. Um, and so I think that there's just like, I think that is perfectly 
reasonable why like all of that motion and activity doesn't take as much effort. And like I remember being a kid and like taking showers and like you know, like as you get into that age where like your parents are no longer bathing you, like you are responsible for like bathing yourself. Yes. And being shit at like sudsing up my hair and like really being able to wash it truly because it wasn't a, a motor. It wasn't a movement that I was like accustomed to um, and that I would have to like get feedback and like try again yeah. <laughs> kind of um, or like washing the soap out of my hair thoroughly or, you know, stuff, stuff like that. And so I think it's perfectly natural that being 33, halfway through 33 nearly for you, that you are able to do all of these things that you've just done thousands of times by yourself now sure so i don't know it doesn't feel that weird to me but at the same time we are complex machines exactly yes. like we're really like with an incredible amount of dexterity and variety of opportunities yeah like on how to use our our meat suit wrapped skeletons yes yeah i'm just like moving my fingers right now and it's pretty wild yeah, our brains are pretty powerful. Yeah. Have you ever done the thing where you um, push your, your fingers together, like both hands, and then you move them back and forth, and like all of a sudden it feels like there's a plate of glass between your fingers? No. It's very interesting. I don't even know how to do what you're doing. So it's you just push your hands together, just your fi- the tips of your fingers, and like you're going to like rock the tips of your fingers back and forth? It's hard. My fingers do don't want to stay together. Do it slowly. You can do it slowly, too, and, like, all of a sudden, like, if you're able to, like, kind of... So, like, bring your, your pinky and your thumb together. There you go. My pinkies don't want to stay together, is the thing. I don't... <laughs> I can't get my pinkies to stay together. See, they now your intelligent, intelligent body is like, Duh, I can't do this thing! Anyway, so that was <laughs> probably one of the most interesting things you pro- possibly could have done for yeah, radio. Yeah, definitely. Thank um, you, asshole. You're the one who's bringing up, like, flexing your fingers like well, this. Anybody can just move their hand. Like, I... Yeah, listener, but you're not dear describing listener, what it looks like, so dear screw listener, you! Dear listener, <laughs> hold your hand. Because at this point, I think we probably just have one person listening to us. <laughs> Hold out your hand, a single hand, just palm up into the air, out in front of you <laughs> with your yeah, fingers kind of really like... really good radio. Up, Very good podcast. Slowly bring your fingers together like you're going to like make a fist almost. And just keep doing that back and forth. And you criticized me. So I'm, I'm glad oh. that you brought up... Uh, God, uh, my nieces, because there there are definitely elements to like watching kids like mm-hmm. move around in a space. They do just kind of like generally grab at things and trip and kind of wobble. And it's like they're perpetually drunk. Yes. However, however, they have perfect posture. Perfect posture. We learn bad posture. Like, it's one of those fundamental things where kids have incredible, incredible posture. Like, they just, like, they know how to let um, the weight fall through their bones rather than having, like, their muscles hold them up. Mm. It's amazing. This has got me thinking. Okay. You want children? Oh, God. Oh, no. You just had a vasectomy. (laughs) Oh, this is the worst. Oh. (laughs) It just dawns on me. This is the second where Keenan realized he's made a terrible mistake. 
Um, I want to be a father. No, my, this uh, this is uh, reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. This talk about like being able to like move and like one like you're saying when was the last time you just kind of like ran around and tripped and ate shit on the mm-hmm. ground? Yeah, like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, and so it, it dawns on me that we're capable of making these incredible feats now. Mm-hmm. Accomplishing these incredible feats, even just running around, is pretty incredible. Either way, uh, my question for you <laughs> uh-huh. is: How much do you love Tom Cruise running? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that's such a that was such a weird build up for this question. I applaud you. Um, <laughs> Baja Blast. Shower Meat thoughts. suits. <laughs> Tom Cruise running. Tom Cruise running. Okay. So did you honestly have all of those th- those thoughts today about like your hands and stuff? Oh, fuck or- yeah. Okay, no, yeah. Right. That's legit. Like I, I had a feeling that this was going to be the question I was going to ask, but legitimately was in the shower just going like, wow, this is kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And how lucky are we that we like... We send those thoughts and that communication. Totally. And our bodies are like, okay. Yeah, we'll do this. Fine. That's fine. Like the pathways are are active and open. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So. So Tom Cruise running. Um, (laughs) So first of all, I just want to say that I have seen most of the Mission Impossible movies and I have seen... Minority Report. And those are the only Tom Cruise movies. Stop. That I've seen. Stop. I've seen Interview with a Vampire. Okay. That's it, though. But there's so many Tom Cruise movies. You've probably seen Tom Cruise movies. And oh, forgotten. and we saw like American. Yeah, American Made. American Made, which was not great, in yeah, my opinion. Sorry. It wasn't what I was looking for. Right. Um, But no, I really haven't seen many Tom Cruise movies, mostly because... My my family just wasn't really into action movies, and by the time like I was an adult capable of making my own movie watching choices and facilitating that, like I was kind of like turned off by the whole Tom Cruise persona. Yeah, so, it was hard to like Tom Cruise for a while. Yeah, he's got he went he just off felt the deep end a bit, a little unhinged. Yeah, and it was like I don't know if I want to support someone who's like clearly going through a crisis. <laughs> I mean, I want to support yeah, them, but like, I don't say, want to encourage the crisis. Katie Hearth, colon, does not want to to support somebody going through a crisis. He- that's the headline. Well, what a shit way to to get a headline about anything. Um, like, I've never had a headline before, so like, it's just that would just be a really shit start. Um, <laughs> it was also a joke. I know. I'm just thinking about that reality, just like the bread and Baja blast lines. It's just it feels like it feels like these like <laughs> alternate futures are just all awful. Um, <laughs> oh, please. Um, so I've only come to like watch and enjoy Tom Cruise movies probably in like the past like year. Like I liked Minority Report quite a bit. I watched that a lot. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. It was just an interesting concept. Like totally, the whole idea was just fascinating um, and awful. Um, and I haven't watched it in a long time. And I probably would analyze it a little bit more critically now. Pretty sure it's 
based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Probably. If I recall correctly. That sounds right. Yep. Which Philip K. Dick novel? The Minority Report. Oh, okay. Well, that works out. Or it's a short story. Either way, it's one of those. It's Philip K. Dick. Responsible for Blade Runner, Scanner Darkly. Oh, and I've also seen War of the Worlds. That was a movie that he was in. Oh, yeah. That was pretty okay, too. I think so. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's better than I think people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. It's another Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it was just an interesting movie. So, yeah. um, yeah, and the story behind War of the Worlds, like the first time that like the public was exposed to War of the Worlds in like a dramatic context. You know the story? It was a radio play. Yeah, Orson Welles. Yeah, and yeah. they just like started broadcasting it like it was an actual broadcast, and people committed suicide because they thought the world was ending. Right. They thought, yeah. Yeah. Awful. It's anyway. uh, dramatized in a, a film called Radio Days. It's a very funny scene where this guy and this gal are out in the woods, and they turn on the radio, and the broadcast comes on, and. The lady's just kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe And she, like, just runs off into the... Uh, into the night? Into the woods. Freaking mm. out. It's funny. Anyway, that's a good tangent. So, War of the Worlds. Yeah. So, okay. So, I take it back. Like, I've seen a, a couple. Of, I saw, like, two, two, two Tom Cruise movies, <laughs> and then I saw a lot of minor, or And then I saw a lot of Mission Impossible. Um, and here's what I have to say is that, like, I... Growing up, I really was skeptical about action movies because I thought that they were gratuitous and sexist and promoted violence and like, you know, were just ridiculous and and weren't worth my time or money. And I have come to kind of change my opinion about that over the years. Because I think the kind of action movie that I like is the one that knows it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. The one that's like, okay, we are not here to uh, to receive like in like screenplay awards. We are not here to um, cause tears to be shed or for people to reconsider what it means to be human um, or like their civic duty or like anything. Like we're not we're not affecting change what we are here to do is we are here to entertain you and we are here to essentially be superhero movies without saying i am a superhero Mm -hmm. because marvel is like we're we're this is the hero gig like you know like they they are very clearly comic book characters they're very clearly comic character characters who are imbued with special abilities like either they were born this way or they something happened to them and like and there's this whole backstory and discovery and like obligation and whatever and action movies are just kind of like you have to accept that this is the world that we live in and that these people are just normal humans mm-hmm. who are capable of incredible things um and so the thing that i really appreciate about mission impossible is that it's like you're not there for the plot like the plot could t- is a, is taking a backseat, really. You are there to not watch, what's his name, Ian? What's, Ethan. Ethan. Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt. You are not there to watch Ethan Hunt do things. You are there to watch Tom Cruise do things. Yeah. Ethan Hunt is like a pseudonym <laughs> for Tom Cruise. Yeah. And everybody is aware that they are watching Tom Cruise on screen. Tom <laughs> yes. Cruise is Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt is Tom Cruise. Right. 
And, like, this idea of, like, you know, they're part of, like, some special, um, you know, task force team with the government or whatever. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, you could you could throw any kind of plot, you know, armor or, like, rationale there and you'd be like, 10-4, copy that. We're, we're saving the world from catastrophe. Um, and And we are going to have you watch Tom Cruise do insane things <laughs> with his human body. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, how far can we push this? And always, 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 I think always, always, always in these movies, there is like an extended shot of him running and <laughs> Tom Cruise running. There's like a, is it, um, a Patrick H. Williams thing. There's like Williams. some. I'm sorry, Patrick H. Williams. Is it? Is that what it is? The the like. We like to watch Tom Cruise run, or is that movies with Mikey? I can't remember. They did sort of a joint like Fallout, or a joint uh, Mission Impossible. Mm. Remember that like collab. Yeah, Mikey did. Oh yeah, a like your mission should you then, choose to accept it, all yeah. that good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but it's like this really great analysis of why people love these movies even though they are unlikely or like the idea of these movies being as successful as they are considering mm-hmm. it's a huge franchise is ridiculous right it's a, a preposterous notion notion that it would work but it does yeah um especially considering how the first one like how it kind of like kicked off mm-hmm. like it it wasn't a particularly action heavy action movie Mm-mm. it was really this sort of like convoluted plot like espionage espionage uh some really fantastical out there ideas almost kind of james bond adjacent yeah and and based on a, a movie se- or a tv series from like the 60s or something it comes out of nowhere and like isn't necessarily like it doesn't make a huge splash mm-hmm. and yet it's been running since like i think mission impossible came out in 96 the first one and that so it's been about right. running now for 20 years, mm-hmm. which is just or 20 something years at this point, uh, which is just mind blowing where it's like, like, why does this franchise even exist? And how mm-hmm. did it possibly evolve? Well, I know how it evolved. Like J.J. Abrams stepped in and kind of like turned it into what it is now. But it was right. such an unlikely vehicle for like an action movie franchise. Mm-hmm. If you watch that first one like we did, and it's just kind of like it, it feels, feels like, like a one and done. Yeah. Completely different series of movies, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've managed to keep these sort of like threads tied throughout. So it's kind of neat to see how they've like evolved it into this ridiculous, like over the top, incredible action, like incredible action set pieces franchise right. with these characters, like this character and then, you know, whoever else they build in there. And his ragtag team. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like holding on to these traits and like evolving with the franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just anyway. It's just it's the point is, is that it's really fun. And there's like this, especially in this world that we live in now, where like there are so many body doubles um, and stunt doubles and CG like amplifying effects. Um, There's just something really nice about using like the tech that we have now, not only in how to handle these stunts, but also like cameras to capture them and set pieces that we can use um that like makes it really gratifying to kind of because like 
I think even though there are like there is a lot of CG out there that is really exceptional, um, there's just something, especially in like big set pieces and like big action sequences or stunts where it's like you just know that it's real. Or if you're like, no, that can't possibly be real. Like when you find out that it is, you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, uh, it's, it's awe inspiring. Like, I think that's something that I just love in general is watching people who are really talented do the thing at which they are very talented. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I think Tom Cruise has identified that like his niche his talent is in doing really incredibly physically strenuous and fantastic stunts and like and scenes. Yeah. Well, it helps that he has this natural charisma that mm-hmm. like even if he isn't necessarily like he's kind of like Tom Hanks where when you see a movie with Tom Hanks in it, he is really good. Mm-hmm. But he's Tom Hanks. Like, he, like you just love him. Yeah, he doesn't embody or he doesn't like completely transform. Mm-mm. Tom Cruise is the same exact way where it's just kind of like we're just going to ride the Tom Cruise charisma train for 2 hours sure. and yeah. that's great. Yeah. And thank him, thank God for him uh for like being willing to subject his body uh to these sort of like rigorous things to just right. entertain. Because I think he's like 60. He's in his 50s. Is he in his 50s? For some reason, I hey, thought. Hey, Siri, how old is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is 56. Okay. So getting there. But like, still. Unreal. atypical for someone, I think, over 40 to do this kind of stuff. Well, atypical for a movie star. Like mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the probably like most valuable movie stars out there. Right. To just willingly throw himself into these things. Mm-hmm. And like, the helicopter flying stunts that he does and how and like and it's just kind of like I think that there's something about like that drive and that passion and I'm not there on the daily obviously watching how it affects this human being um and I'm curious I'm curious about it um because like if I found out that it was like unhealthy or obsessive or like it ruined his life or like you know he's miserable Mm -hmm. or whatever um i would have different feelings about this but assuming that he's doing what he wants to do and that it brings him joy it's like incredible to watch someone who defies kind of like these movie star stereotypes yeah where it's like i'm not just showing up on set and like The goods are not just my face. It is like my time and my skill set and my talent. And I'm going to push myself to learn how to master new things in order to entertain you. Yeah. Um, Like there's just something really rare and also classy about that. I feel the same way about like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Watching how he has trained for these movies over the years, these action movies. Yeah, and even just going back to the Matrix and right. watching how much training he did for the martial arts, like kung, kung fu, fu yes, uh, just so he could be the person accomplishing those tasks. Absolutely, like I think that there's just something really awesome about util- taking that opportunity and saying like, because I think people would support or expect you to say like, no, I can't do that, right? And yet they do, yeah. and and you can feel it. 
um, as an as a part as like an audience watcher. And so, yeah, I think that there's something just really awesome about watching this human being kind of push, test their limits and push themselves to accomplish more and more. And like one of the things that's just kind of classic about Tom Cruise and most of these like action movies is like there are these scenes of him running (laughs) and like and it's just there's something really like just about his running form that is like very interesting, like chest up, like, you know, back straight, completely straight, just like and just fucking booking it. And then like arms just like methodically like he looks Mm -hmm. almost like a machine running. Right. And like and there's something about the science there because like when because sprinters are like are often coached to it's just like if you pump your arms faster your legs will move faster. So at a certain point you can't say legs move faster. You have to like you just got to think you got to think about your arms Mm -hmm. because that will help you move faster and so like there's just something really incredible about it like the thing that's a little bit different is that like in sprinting most of the time like you're almost encouraged to feel like you're almost always falling Mm -hmm. um and so like you lean forward but he's like very rigid and upright and so i think it's like that silhouette that is really kind of jarring but also captures this emotion of urgency and like shit, 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 shit. Yep. Like, and so there's like you feel a little bit uncomfortable as like your mirror neurons are kind of figuring out what this feels like in your body. And like, and so I think that it just has this effect on the watcher. And therefore, like, you know, I think that it adds like a different, a new level of entertainment and also just like a, a new sense of, um, I don't want to say urgency again, but urgency, <laughs> you know, um, that like if I don't make it where I need to go, it's all over. Um, because like I don't think he ever just runs casually like, oh, no. got to catch a bus. No. Like, you know, there's not another bus. <laughs> no, it's at, like every run is it's this or, or the world blows up. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something really. Yeah, there's something really fun about it. Um yeah. If I had to recommend, <laughs> okay, so I love the Mission Impossible movies. Mission Impossible 2 is one that I haven't seen at your suggestion. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've basically just pretended it doesn't exist. Well, it's really funny because I have very good friends who have like gone through these things and they're like, just don't, just don't do it. And like my, like my good friend Katie, she introduced me to Parks and Rec yeah. multiple seasons into the series. Um, and she was like, we're just going to skip season one. Yeah. Nothing happens. Just don't watch it. We're just going to watch season two. And I was like, really? Really? Yeah. Like, is that okay? And it was okay. And I still haven't seen season one. And I've that's rewatched fine. Parks and Rec multiple times, like from season two on, like through the, the f- finished show. Like mm-hmm. I only watched season one once and it's still a slog. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many times I've seen it, how attached I feel to these characters. Season right. one just does not feel the same. It is. I'm amazed that they continued. Mm-hmm. on with the show oh like, yeah it was in jeopardy yeah but they um, completely they reset like yeah. and they did so amazingly but yeah. anyway so mission impossible 2 so don't watch mission impossible 2 that would really be my recommendation i think that there are um there are moments that are captured in each movie that like mirror certain things that were established by mission impossible 1 yep um and so just to kind of build upon that like if you if you like that kind of like callback Mm -hmm. stuff i would say start with mission impossible one and i would say like mission impossible one 
Just Despite a good time. Fact, it's a good, like, it's, the plot is really difficult. To, it's, like, kind of like wading through a pool of molasses. Like, it's really <laughs> difficult trying to figure out what the hell is going on. You yeah. can't really, like, it's not super clear. It's not um, incredibly fast-paced. It's not, especially, like, for a summer action blockbuster. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing just how little action there is. But there is that sort of, like, there's that famous, like, sort of iconic scene where Tom Cruise is repelling like, from the ceiling. Yeah, and, like, the most uh, – and I think, I think Mikey or Patrick yeah. say this, that, like, who would have thought that a drop of sweat would have been, like, the most – like, the biggest s- suspense builder. And it's still – like, that scene holds the fuck up. Like, yeah. you see that today, and it's amazing just how well – uh, they handle that. Mm-hmm. It's there's so much tension in that. Like I feel like it's worth watching the movie for that alone. Definitely. Even though the rest of the movies, like, I think, pretty okay. Yeah, definitely. So, but like, if you are like, I've seen it. I've been there. I've done that. Um, I would, but like, you're looking for something more. Gosh, I mean, like the, is it um, Fallout? The most recent one. Is that in Saudi Arabia? You mean Dubai? Dubai, yes. I mean That's Dubai. Ghost Protocol. So Ghost Protocol is pretty great. Yeah, Ghost Protocol is great. Um, um, what's your favorite? So it's hard because I think they all have special things for me. Um, Without like, like re- giving away any set totally, pieces or plot points. Totally. I feel like Fallout was like the most recent one is Fallout and there's some really spectacular moments in there. Mm-hmm. But like that whole plot starts in like what? Four? Three? Three. It starts in three. I want to say, so I know Mission Impossible 3 isn't like the most critically acclaimed, um, but there are so many elements in there that I think they do well. And they're, for me, definitely has my favorite villain Mm -hmm. out of all of those movies. Mm -hmm. So I, I, it's also a J.J. Abrams film, and I just kind of like like J.J. Abrams quite a bit. Um, Definitely like how he does like action, sci-fi, weird sort of, plot uh media um but philip seymour hoffman is the villain in that and there are so many like just wonderful moments with him there just being like the best possible asshole he can be oh my god and just it's just like one is just very sad that he passed away um but oh that's so good I think there are definitely better set pieces, like better action pieces. Ghost Protocol in Dubai, especially, is mm-hmm. one of just the most mind-blowing things. And then things. Fallout is with the helicopter. Fallout has the incredible helicopter where Tom Cruise is actually flying. Piloting heli- it. Yeah, yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and then there's Rogue Nation, um, and that one is the one where he's hanging off the side of the plane. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So uh, okay, so they're just like they're <laughs> they're like they constantly dial up like how far can we push these incredible set pieces and stunts. And so like for me, I would say if you really care about plot, start at three so that you can kind of establish that plot and keep going. Yeah. Um, but like if you're it, like the the action sequences in that are probably not the best of all time. No. Um, so I would say is it is for Fallout? I no. mean, is for Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol? Yeah. yeah. So you can do Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, I mean, like they're they're just really 
they're even standalone. They're really entertaining movies. Yeah. And you don't you will catch up with what the plot is. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like three, it's not complicated. If you haven't seen one and you go straight to three, you're probably fine. One and two, like if you went one to three, still fine. But mm-hmm. like three kind of hits the reset button a little bit just to kind of like reintroduce because I think it was ten years or something between two Mission and three. Impossible movies. Yeah. Um yeah, because Mission Impossible is ninety six. Mission Impossible 2, I think, was like 90 or 2001, maybe. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but we will. I will link to these movies and descriptions in the show notes. I will link to the analysis that Patrick H. Willems and Movies with Mikey have done because yep. those are really um, – I would say you're going to appreciate them more if you have already watched the movies. Yep. Um, but it does give some, like, good, like, kind of history and context there. And, and like, and I think you just have to – let go of like this informing your life for the better in any way. Although like you could be inspired to be like, wow, like this, this person who has all of this like fame and fortune and like box office drive still takes responsibility for being an entertainer mm-hmm. and like, and pushes himself to really kind of, crazy limits and i'm not saying that you have to push yourself as as hard or as dangerously as he does um but like i think you can kind of take that and be like oh like he has every he has every excuse to not yeah every excuse to not and yet like i think that it's this owning the gift that he has and how he can can how he can share it with as many people as possible and so, like, I don't know, like, to take kind of, like, a hokey, like, <laughs> take-home takeaway or whatever is, like, you know, I think that we all have gifts and I think we can all push ourselves to develop them and continue to share them as much as possible with as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, if Tom Cruise has taught me anything, it's that. And, and that's just through the very, very small window that I have into seeing who Tom Cruise is or what he can do. And I mean, like, there's a lot, there's a lot to, there's a lot that he leaves to be desired all otherwise, I yeah. think. Um, but that's oh, okay. We completely forgot about Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. It's very good. Edge it's of Tomorrow is another Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's very it's good. It's very good. Yeah. It's oh, very good. That's watch. a good plot. That's a good it's, plot. It's a, it's a well done movie all around. Yeah. Like, Emily Blunt. It's great for action. Oh. Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise are great together. It's funny. It's, it's action-packed it's great sci-fi it's also Mm -hmm. like i think they just handle sort of the time travel like not to get too far down the rabbit hole but there's time travel elements in there uh so it's more like groundhog day sort of Mm -hmm. stuff rather than time travel but uh god that's a good movie yeah very very good movie yeah highly suggest yeah now i want to watch that okay i mean i would be down to watch that tonight with dinner okay that sounds good. Yeah. Get some Little Caesars pizza. Oh, my God. And watch some good Tom Cruise action. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Feels like summer. We definitely have to dive into, not not now because we're coming up to an hour, but I, I want to explore this sort of like evolution of your view of like action movies at some point. Because sure. I, I will say, just knowing you, mm-hmm. it does feel unlikely. That yeah, you would okay, love them as much yes, as you yes. do. Yes, yes. And, and, and that's the thing is that like, okay, what I will say is that like if I can give like <laughs> a little tiny like high level picture of myself and art, 
It's that like, <laughs> I think, no, truly, I think that it's like the thing that I have enjoyed the most about my journey through life is learning how to take myself less seriously. It is the greatest gift I could possibly give myself. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like not holding myself accountable or like seeking improvement or like anything, but anything like that. But it's about saying like, God, like, you know what? Life is so hard to enjoy and it just fucking drags on if you take yourself too seriously. Totally. Um, it's and, something that I like, I try to stay away from as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, especially like, especially when so many things, like if you just kind of like accept them for what they are, can just instill so much joy. Definitely. And it doesn't always need to be some extremely profound and life-changing experience mm-hmm. like sometimes you just want like like sometimes you just want sometimes it's okay to just have fun sometimes it's okay to just have fun and for it not to really be highly meaningful yeah you know sometimes you just want some candy yeah and and so like and so like i mean like i seriously i think i started off life being highly sensitive to the point where it's just like I could not make fun of anybody else and no one was allowed to make fun of me and like and that resulted in me being a really guarded and angry person for a long time and then I like 180 it and tried to be the nicest person that I possibly could to the point where like I wouldn't really check in with myself to see how something was making me feel negativity was not welcome here like you know all that good stuff um and that was also toxic and not great Mm -hmm. um and then being able to kind of find a middle ground where it's like i'm allowed to not say yes to every commitment every opportunity that presents itself i am allowed to say hey i didn't like how that made me feel and we should talk about it and and try to find some kind of you know middle ground to like resolve this issue but it also is just kind of saying you know what like ah sometimes it's just like (laughs) shit happens and like you know you fuck you fuck stuff up and and that's okay um and and I think that has also resulted in like what I give myself permission to enjoy which is like you know being okay with like sometimes liking some like upbeat poppy tunes um that like you know are not uh musical milestones in our history um or like you know more respectable because uh they like started this trend um and being and and so like it just gave me an opportunity to be a little bit less constantly pretentious you know like that's and it's like and that is something that i see in action movies for myself where it's just kind of like yeah like you know like we watched the predators it's the the predator is it the predator yes so the naming structure for these movies is tricky because there's Predator. Uh-huh. And then there's Predators. Well, there's, yeah. So the, the, the confusing ones is there's Predator, there's Predators, and then there's The Predator, which okay. is the most recent one. <laughs> and, like, and like I was going into it being like, oh, I'm going to love like ripping this movie a new one. And then it was really self-aware. It was like, yeah, we are a ridiculous action movie. Yep. And that is enjoyable to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's enjoyable to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's just, I think it's just fun. I think it's why superhero movies are so fun. Um, I think superhero movies give people more of a tangible reason why this is possible. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, you know, these action movies may not. Um, but they're just, 
Yeah, they're basically superhero movies without saying they're superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And they're just fun. They're just really fun. Yeah. So, yeah. This we'll, was, have to, we'll have to dig in yeah, at some we will. point. Because I think there's, there's a lot to unpack there with, like, just sort of the evolution of, like, being okay with liking certain things. Mm-hmm. Because I think I, I had a very similar yeah. sort of thing. I think it was, yeah. like, this misunderstanding of what it meant to be mature and to be an adult. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, we should talk <laughs> yeah. about that. So, um, yeah. The question, how much do you love being an adult? I would love to go through that. I would love <laughs> to go through that at some point. So, yeah. So, thank you so much for asking me about how much I love watching Tom Cruise run. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling it would definitely not be about the actual running. Yeah, because that's a pretty limited. <laughs> that's, like, 10 minutes of material, which yeah. is still, like, very cool. I was going to say, um, 10 minutes of that is still yeah. impressive. Ooh, yeah, let me, let me sprint like that for 10 minutes over and over again until we get the right take. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, like, I if if I can say anything, is like, if you just want some, like, real fun, self-aware entertainment, go and watch some, like, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Seriously. It's a good time. They're so good. Mm. Yeah. I'm very excited to watch. Either Mission Impossible, but, but, but like The Edge of Tomorrow is also very good. Yeah. Very excited to watch that with you tonight. We have to, you've still never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. I haven't. Yeah, we got to watch those. Okay. Okay. All right, sounds good. Well, cool. Good movie recommendations. Yeah. All around. Enjoy. Yeah, go watch one of those now. That's your challenge, dear listener. Yeah, go watch and one of them and tell us how you, uh, tell us what you thought. Yeah, and move your fingers while you're doing it. Like I'm doing right now and you can't see and it's weird. God, I love you. Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song, Same As You Wanted, is our intro and outro music. Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music. You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love. I just want things to sound good. That's, yeah, that's true. It's my whole life. Just want things to sound good. And to look good. And to look good. And to feel good. I'm a hedonist.